All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to This Is Our Year, the Minnesota Football Show. I'm Mikey Kalpakoff. As always, joining me, we got Carrie Armagost and Austin Southers. It's been a while. We've all been super busy, and this hasn't exactly been an ideal start to the season. So there hasn't been a lot of, not to say there hasn't been a lot of exciting things to talk about as far as the Vikings go, but not so much in a positive way. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, I heard the Vikings are going to trade Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, that's a, I I don't think that's going to happen. I don't even think they're going to trade Kirk Cousins. I understand the, like the talk behind it. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think if anything, they're in a really weird spot with Jefferson because they weren't able to lock him down to a contract before the season started. Nobody anticipated them starting off 0-3. But that definitely puts their backs against the wall. Not to say that Jefferson won't resign, but he certainly won't probably be wanting to do it on like a team-friendly deal. He'll say, all right. I'll resign, but you're definitely going to make me the highest paid wide receiver. There's going to have to be some security for him. Mm-hmm. Also with Kirk Cousins, maybe just running out the rest of his deal. Um, who's going to be throwing him the ball? Is it worth bringing Kirk Cousins back next year? If we don't trade him away this year, of course, you know, is it worth bringing him back, drafting our quarterback next year anyway, which is supposedly going to be an excellent quarterback draft and having him sit behind Kirk Cousins These are the conversations that we're having going into week four, and I hate that. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. If if we win these first three games, let's just say we're 3-0 right now, uh, Kirk Cousins would be the talk of the NFL just as much as Taylor Swift right now because Kirk Cousins currently is probably in the lead for MVP vote, I would say. If they had to crown one now, leading the league in passing yards, his team is not winning, though. His team is not yeah. winning. Yeah, and I think that's probably what's going to hurt him because I think um, we were kind of talking about this yesterday, Mikey, that he's on pace to just kind of be over 6,000 passing yards. So is But if he can't get those wins, I, I it, it just doesn't mean as much to me, I feel. I mean, it's very mm-hmm. impressive, especially that he's been doing this with our team usually losing in time of possession. It's kind of pretty amazing. Um I, I, and you know, maybe I just haven't heard it yet. I mean, I think a lot of Minnesota fans right now, we're just kind of like, okay, this is how it's going. Um, but I, I don't know. Right I don't see a lot of the negative 75 from Kirk Cousins. Yeah. It's amazing. He's, he's killing it. But like, I think the real question is the defense. That's what I'm getting sick and tired of. And that's just it. Like we've got, this team clearly has problems. Normally, if we were to start off a season 0-3, I think Kirk Cousins would be the scapegoat. But again, like where Kerry is pointing at, not only does he lead the, lead the league in receiving yards, but also passing touchdowns. Sorry, passing yards and passing touchdowns. Um, I think you're right. You know, if we were winning, I think people would be talking about uh, Kirk Cousins' MVP this early and in the And they still should be. And they still should be. Um, I mean, it, we've got a chance to turn it around. But what's the biggest issue with this team? Kirk Cousins is playing out of his mind. Justin Jefferson is off to an amazing start once again. TJ um, Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson as well. Let's all – let's fix it. Here we go. You get one thing, but you can't just say turnovers because that's what the media is saying. Hmm? It's time of possession on the defensive end. 
were keeping the defense on the field way too long and they're getting gassed. Um, we're relying on Daniil Hunter and don't get me wrong. Daniil Hunter's a beast. He's one of the better defenders right now on the season, but it's, I think I made a quote last year. It's like, if you put a bow on a piece of crap, it's still a piece of crap. And I mean, this defense is might be the worst defense I've seen in recent times of Vikings. I mean, I just have nothing besides Daniel, Daniel Hunter. I have nothing positive to say about this defense. Where's, Here's the the thing. Where, where's Harrison Smith? You know, where's Cam Bynum? Where's, and apparently, you know, I haven't even noticed Lewis seen is hasn't played a single snap yet. Neither has Andrew Booth. It's a um, bad look, bad look for Lewis seen that Theo Jackson comes in in relief of Josh Metellus. And Josh Metellus is a good player. I'm not saying Josh Metellus didn't deserve that third safety spot. But our first round pick last year, and I get that he came back from a grueling leg injury. His leg snapped in half. Um, you can't, it's, it's a tall ask to ask this person to go out there and play at like a professional athlete level after your leg snapping in half, essentially. I get that. So maybe we need to cut him a little bit of slack, but it's not looking good for Luke. Ivan Pace, number two linebacker, PFF grade in the league right that's, now. Number that's two. great. But the problem not is working. we can't generate a pass rush. Daniil's the only guy who can win at all, and you can't win games like that. The margin of error that the Vikings have is so small. And now people know that Kirk Cousins – is a great player. People know that. We've known that Justin Jefferson's a great player. We know that this offense can be very great, can be very explosive. But the margin of error is so small that if they mess up at all, if they don't convert on a third down, if they have to punt, if they turn the ball over one time, that can make or break the game. Yeah. And I mean, I think that and that kind of goes for a lot of teams. I just think we really notice it being Minnesota fans. But it's, it's just every week. And it's sponsor uh but no it's just it's so much and it's so aggravating to watch because a lot of the turnovers that we've seen it's just they're dumb they're shouldn't happen turnovers there how many times this season have we had a pass bounce off a guy and then go into a defender's hands it's like are you kidding me or the amount of fumbles that we've had and it's like we're playing with balloons exactly yeah the thing with the fumbles is that like you know, we know that Kirk Cousins, we've known this about him forever. We know that, you know, he's a guy that if you get in his face and if you put pressure on him, he may fumble the ball. This we know. Rick. This we know. And I'm glad that we went out and we addressed the O-line. We picked up Dalton Reisner. We should have done it earlier. Whatever. We could talk all about how we should have made these moves earlier. Getting more depth in our running back room. Though Alexander Madison had a really nice week three. We should have made some of these moves earlier on our offense. But the thing that's so weird about it is that you can't blame one player for all of our turnovers. I mean, we've had Kirk turn it over a couple of times on fumbles. Hawkinson, Jefferson, um, I don't think Addison has yet. I think he's like the only one of our star offensive players, one of yeah. our like cornerstone offensive players who has not turned the ball over yet. And what if knock on wood? Yeah, what a great start to his rookie season. That's like probably the only positive note I've had from watching the Vikings is just how easy his transition to the NFL has been. And it's it's nice. I'm really excited to see because he's 
He's still only been getting a limited amount of play because he's kind of sharing that spot with KJ. But when he comes in, he really has been Even making – KJ money. dropped a ball in that last game. You know, it's just everyone's dropping footballs. And uh, the um, – who was it? Who had the – Caleb Evans had the yeah. ball. Doing the old pyramid. Had it in the hand. Went through the gloves. Boink. Off. It's just it's bad luck. It's dumb luck. But you're right, Mikey. I think the the big thing right now is the pass rush. You look at it. Uh, Patrick Jones, Dean Lowry are at the very, very, very bottom. Um, when it comes that one of those weird uh, X Y graphs, they're mm-hmm. at the very bottom left when it comes to expected pass rush win rate. Um, and um, uh, Marcus Davenport gone. What he went out for like one snap just to say that he played. Is that just for incentives? Yeah. His injury is he's injury ridden. I, we were warned. We were warned. My hopes were not high. You know, I love stuff like that because in free agency, you'll sign somebody and like, you don't know who they are. Vikings fans will be like, Saints fans, is he any good? And uh, like a a Buccaneers fan will go, non Saints fan here. This guy sucks. (laughs) You know. Watch out. Yeah. Now, some of the moves this offseason, I don't hate a lot of the moves that we did make. I'm just more regretful of the moves that we did not make until yeah. later. You know, that's and really I love, I love Flores. I love the aggressiveness, but it's not I do too. We just Our don't have – I don't slow. think we have the talent in the personnel. And we're not talented enough, and we are just going to continue to crumble unless the yeah. offense can start to get luckier. That's literally what it comes down to. We need to start getting luckier on offense. Well, and yeah. I got even Justin a Herbert, we blitzed 40 times that game, and he still completes like 44 pass. Like, it's not I, – I like what the scheme is. It's so much better than this Ed Donatel shell defense, but only oh, if we have good I, players who can – actually do it like execute i kept saying if we had played the dolphins yesterday or this past sunday they would have beat us by 90 it it would not have even been close they would have been getting guys out of the stands you want to go you want to go throw on the vikings you know and you know speaking of uh defenses letting up um a lot of points yards and rushing yards let's see how well you guys remember last season and Mm. since we've had uh, a little bit of a hiatus i have two questions today they're very similar questions. Um, so in the last two games, the Vikings have let up an extreme amount of passing yards and rushing yards. Uh, this last week against the Chargers, we let up a total of 445 passing yards. And in the week prior against the Eagles, we let up 259 rushing yards. Um, yeah, very bad on both ends. So the first question is, Last season, the Dolphins had were the team to um, really kind of hurt us the most in the passing yard. They got the most passing yards against us last season. The question is, how many yards last season, passing only, did we let up to the Dolphins? Um, I, think, I think, Mikey, you got the last question, correct? Um, I think Kerry got it. The score is one-to-one. One-to-one, Kerry. So then it would go to Mikey. Okay, so Mikey, you can take it or defer. So how many two yards? Is it 2-1? Yeah, I think it was 2-1 then. We've only... No, no, it was 1-1 one, one because one it's... question nobody got. 
Yep. Yeah, it's, it's one one. Mikey, one, one. you can uh you can defer or take it. How many passing yards did we let up against the Dolphins? And remember, this is the most in a game. Yes, Kerry. Um, this will not at all help my answer. I'm just like, who it wasn't Tua though, was it? It wasn't Tua, was no, it? Hey, it was hey, not hey, it's Tua. not your it was I'm not so I'll give you a hit, but it's still the most passing yards that we let up in a game all of last year. Well, I'm going to go ahead in my mind. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say 465. 465. Carrie, are you going to? It was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Teddy Bridgewater that we played. It wouldn't have been Mike White because he's on the Dolphins right now. And it wasn't Tua. I think it had to have been Teddy Bridgewater or a mix of Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson, but we still won that game. I'm pretty sure it was in Miami. We won. There's no way. I can't believe this is the game that we let up the most. This is, you yeah, said this is the game we shocked. let up the When I did my research, it shocked me. It did shock me. The most passing yards we allowed in the game last season was against the Dolphins. Was against the Dolphins, yeah. Passing. Passing. And it was Teddy Bridgewater. I'm pretty uh, sure. Let me quickly look it up. I, I can't remember. Um, I'll quickly look it up who, what the key Either way, was. I think Mikey's number is way too high. I'm going to go 375. Is that your last bet? Yes. Uh, congratulations, Kerry. It was 385 passing yards, which, I mean, we've already, this season had more turnovers than last year. We've had, and in two back-to-back games, we've let up more passing yards and rushing yards than we did last year as well. So point to Kerry. Now the next question is, so um, two weeks ago against the Eagles, we let up 259 rushing yards, which is atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. The year prior, the Bills were the culprit to have the most rushing yards against us. Um, so, Carrie, I mean, you just got the last point, so we're going back to Mikey now. Mikey, you can defer or take it. How many rushing yards did we let up to the Bills last year? This time I'm going to defer it to Carrie. Carrie? I'm looking up that Dolphins question quick. And it was the most we allowed in All one season. game. In one game, okay. yeah. Not including postseason or preseason, just regular season. Okay, so I'm thinking James Cook, Devin Singletary, who was on my fantasy team last year. And it was uh, last year it, for the Dolphins, it was Teddy Bridgewater, but also some S. Thompson. Also Tyler Thompson in the beginning, he was, he was forced out of the game early. Yep, he also had a little bit of yardage too. But we won, right? Yeah, we won 24-16. Okay. Uh, we also won against the Bills as yes. well. So oh, I, how can we forget? No. <laughs> um, let's see here. I'm gonna go meet uh Eagles is like 250. I'm gonna say 220 for the Bills. 220, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Two forty-five. Mikey, you were picking bad today. Here, you were correct. Uh, it was hundred and seventy-five rushing yards that we let up. Which oh, that's not yeah. even that much. No, compared to this season, I mean, and we've had Josh three Allen. weeks, and we've are defensively, we've looked so much worse than last year. So much worse, and I'm like, this might go down as arguably one of the worst Vikings defenses if they do not turn it around. Here's the thing. Our early opponents have been well, not the not the Chargers, but the Eagles and the Buccaneers have been really good defensively. That's something to think about too. 
Um, the Eagles have an excellent offensive line. Um, and again, like you said earlier, with the time of possession, with the Eagles game, I think the Eagles held the ball for 40 minutes out of yeah. a 60-minute game. All, they didn't have to do anything else. They didn't have to do anything other than hand the ball to DeAndre Swift over and over and over and over again. And it just kept working. Our defense yeah. is gassed. And I, I don't know. There, there's no respect. No respect for stopping the run. We're asking Harrison Phillips to stop the run by himself. And he's about 40 pounds underweight for a good nose tackle. Here's one for you guys. You can trade for any um play defensive player in the league but we have to give up uh a first round pick for next year who are you trading for probably have to give up a little more than that uh this is the hypothetical though you only have a first round pick um to give up and they will accept yes Basically, just choose a defensive player. Yeah, it, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Who could who could just turn this all around for us? Um, in my I'm thinking about Jalen Carter on the Eagles. He's young. He is huge. He's like a fridge out there. He's. I think that's a pretty clear answer to me. I don't know. I'm thinking of like, I want more pressure on that line. Um, something like a Bosa or a Watt. Just I was going to say Micah Parsons. If you got Micah yeah, Parsons. Yeah, Micah Parsons would be really good. Vikings team, it would be all over. But we're not going to get any of those. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. We yeah, would have to give up for Micah Parsons. It would be like Justin Jefferson and then probably like two, two or three first-round picks. Yeah. And, like, the sad thing is we might have a top three, like, offense based off of skilled positions. Our O-line is nothing to brag about, and I think that's another thing we kind of really need to put some time in because Kirk's just Regression, too, seems to, especially for Brian O'Neill. It just doesn't He's graded right. well. He's graded well, though, which is weird. I Just no, looking at him, it doesn't look on the, Somebody sacks Cousins, and I always see Brian O'Neill on the ground, it seems like. Unless I'm wrong. I, maybe I'm ro- ro- watching the wrong plays. but well, and, I, and I saw that, too, and that was like kind of what I thought on like my first watch. But I think it's Ingram, man. I mean, every time Ingram's getting washed out on that side. Mm-hmm. of, the, And he's next to O'Neill. So I, I think that might be what we're looking at. Because O'Neill's still grading well on PFF, at least. And, you know, they... Those people are a lot smarter about football than I am. Yeah. I defer to their knowledge, but what what do I know, really? I've just yeah. not been impressed with the O-line, really. I mean – No, I mean – like speaking, speaking of PFF, how can somebody like Ivan Pace be ranked number two, but I feel like we haven't heard his name at all? Is he, he ranked number two out of rookies? League. I mean, maybe he's just – maybe they just – haven't thrown at him as much. I don't know. It could be that. I mean, and that's just it. It seems like it's still like the middle of the field. You're kind of able to get whatever you want if you're throwing against there the Vikings. High grade linebackers. It is Quincy Williams, uh, Roquan Smith, and Ivan Pace. Hmm. Well, I mean, I, I do love to see it. I mean, that's that's promising, but. We don't have enough. I don't think we don't have enough talent on this defense. We have Daniil Hunter, and we'll say Ivan Pace 
Harrison Smith, you know, he's an older player, you know, I mean, we know that he's got the intelligence still, but he's been, he's had a quiet start to the season as well. Joshua Tellis and Cam Bynum have kind of had, I think Cam Bynum is probably our tackle leader. (laughs) Not good. No, it's not. When I see like, like cornerbacks or safeties, like, oh, they're the team's leading tackler. And it's like, they're they're letting up the most passes. That's basically what it means is you're letting the pass be completed and then you're hitting or right. It's just, right. And like, I mean, I, I mean, we don't need to go so much into this defense because the, the whole like moral of the story right now is our defense is just bad. Like it's they're They, in the first three weeks, we've already let up more passing yards in the game than we did the entire season and rushing yards in the game in the entire season. And not to mention those were two back-to-back games. It's like, come on, guys, like, learn. You're supposed to be professionals. You're supposed to know what you're doing. And I'll admit, like, Eagles are arguably one of the best teams in the entire league. But there's no reason we should be letting a 10-year vet like Keenan Allen get. How many receiving yards did he have? Uh, Unbelievable. It was like, it's come on. It's like like 215 yards and and then like 18 receptions or something. And then it even drives me more nuts that the week prior we let DeAndre Swift have his best game of his entire career you know what he's capable of you've played him twice a year for the last his entire career and now you're just gonna let him burn you like uh and i get it the eagles are a hard team and that's one i'm willing to kind of they have a very impressive offensive line yeah and i'm willing to kind of forgive that one but the chargers one really it's just like now going into next week who are we playing on Sunday again now? Carolina. Uh, this is a great transition to a Carolina potential preview if we're doing that today. Let's well, do it. If, yeah, it's going to be great, but also what's going to suck is Adam Thielen is now starting to catch some heat. He's, like, really doing really well. This is a revenge game now, and it's just, like, I don't have hope. Honestly, hot take, Adam Thielen, 150 receiving yards next week. Oh, I can see it. I really can. I don't think you're that he's far off. Too. Like he's, I think they're, he's going to burn us because what defender, especially in the backfield, is going to stop him? Is Bryce Young throwing playing? the ball? Is Bryce That's Young playing? Who's throwing the ball? Is it Andy Dalton or Bryce Young? I'll check the injury report. Well, Last I heard, I think I, I was watching Good Morning Football, and I think they were saying that Bryce Young is looking like he might play. We're Which probably looking at a Bryce Young breakout game. It's going to make him look – like he's been an NFL pro for years. I'm just glad that Andy, in that case, I don't want to play Andy. And I think a lot of no, Vikings Twitter doesn't want to play Andy because he is known as a Viking killer. Yep. Also, Vikings don't do well against backup QBs. Like, we don't do well against any QBs. Right he's gonna, literally, last season against the Dolphins, the best pass, the worst pass defense game we had was against two backup QBs. Like, I mean, honestly, we. This year we did. I mean, Justin Herbert could do whatever he wanted. I do think we actually did a pretty decent job, at least for a while, of bottling up Jalen Hurts. It wasn't his best game. Yeah, Baker Mayfield. We were great at containing him for the first half, or at least the first quarter. But I wouldn't really say I don't have any faith that we put any pressure on any quarterback. I think Thursday out of Charlotte, we've got. Quarterback Bryce Young ankle was a full participant in practice for the second straight day, and that He's wasn't playing. the extent of the good news for the Panthers on Thursday. Linebacker Frankie Louvu hip was back on the field as a limited participant, an encouraging sign after he was held out of Wednesday's practice. 
Veteran wideout Adam Thielen wasn't practicing, but that was just a rest day for the 33-year-old. Yeah. Another former Viking, safety Xavier Woods' hamstring was the only other player who did not participate today, Thursday, as he has a longer-term injury. Wide receivers DJ Chark Jr., hamstring, and Jonathan Mingo concussion were also listed as limited, along with running back Miles Sanders groin and left guard Chandler Zavala. Five players were listed as full participants, including young center Bradley Bozeman, right tackle Taylor Moton, cornerback C.J. Henderson, and defensive end LeBrian Ray. Well, and I always want the Vikings to win, but at this point, I don't know. We were talking right before we went on. Not many teams. There's only been a handful of teams in the history of the NFL, never on the Vikings, um, to start a season 0-3 and then go on to make the playoffs. It just yeah. doesn't. It just doesn't happen. We're down there. I will say of the four teams that are still winless, I think we're easily the best of them. That would be the Vikings, the Broncos, the Panthers, and the Bears. Not even close either. No, it's not. It's not particularly close at all, being that the second best team is the Broncos, and they have just just so many problems. Side Gosh, note, Chicago, are, we Justin, are we saying Justin Fields is a bust now? Can we just agree yep. he, he's a bust? I need can to bring I back just, that image. The can you guys finally admit that I was right and he is not a good QB? You're probably right. But Austin, let's not forget your... No. And I'll admit, yes. And don't get me wrong. I'm a firm believer that it, a lot of it depends on where you're put. And I will admit, Justin Fields, he has had a horrible draw on head coaches and offensive coordinators coming into the league. I will admit that. But still, he's just... The only thing he's done positive is run the ball. He's barely run the ball this year either. Yeah. <laughs> that saying. was seconds, seconds before Chicago traded up and got him. But you were you were giddy. You were shaking. I thought you were going to have a heart attack. Well, we've all been wrong. We've all been wrong about Justin Fields, I think. And don't get me wrong. I, he's a freak athlete. And I will admit, I think he just shouldn't have started right away into the league. I think he should have had, like, put, been put under a QB and – been developed who? into well they tried i remember uh who was their coach Peterman? no he was under andy dalton for the first few weeks well, that's not a good matt nagy made a promise to andy dalton and said that he would be the starter i don't know that was no the, the bears as bad as the vikings are now there are a few organizations that are definitely worse mm-hmm if that's a silver lining at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I mean, really, I think there's the two things we need to focus on. Um, and yeah, that is, if we, if we can keep Justin Jefferson is, and I've been saying this for three years now, invest into that defense, invest into that defense, invest into that defense, and they don't do it. And it's now we're at the point where it really hurts. We don't have it. Like, it seems like they've got it backwards. Like, Yes. We're investing into our secondary with these early picks when we should be investing into our defensive line, which we've been ignoring. And I don't know about you, like we don't really talk about it because yet last year we had Daniil and we had Zadarius Smith and they were, you know, Zadarius was really great at the beginning of the year. Daniil found his at the end of the year and we were winning. So we weren't really talking about it. It was kind of like, well, it hasn't been the biggest problem. Our biggest problem is our linebackers, the middle of the field, but this is a very, very bad defensive line. It's probably a higher priority than our offensive line or our run game, if we're being honest. Which oh, is yeah. 
Alexander oh, Madison, he's going to have his good days. We know this. He might not I'm, have the vision that Dalvin had. He's going to have his good days, and our offensive line is going to be bad. We know this, but yeah. we've been able to make it work with our bad offensive line. Defensive line has to be our priority. I'm fine with putting the running back position on the back burner for right now. Um, I, I really don't want to put the offensive line on the back burner because it's, it's affecting our QB and it's going to shorten his career. If he keeps having seasons like last We're season one player away, we are one player away. Bradbury is out the last two games. Once we get him back, I genuinely think we are one player away and Dalton could be that guy. Dalton Reisner could be that guy to put us over the top. I genuinely think that he I could be that, that guy. I mean, I, I, also, say, I think we're more than one just because even, even just adding one, there's too many holes. I mean, I'm a big Christian Derisaw fan. It kind of looks like he's starting to regress a little bit. It's with those injuries. Yeah. He's he hasn't been, been healthy. That's the only yeah, Well, no, yeah, but that's, 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 that's it. He is a, <sighs> flamethrower literally just throwing guys all over the place but it's just there's a lot of i mean we have what off austin schlotman it's just he's all right uh, he's, not, he's like uh but Ingram, yeah and fill those uh, two holes and we have a good offensive line not yeah. great but serviceable right and, and i mean ezra cleveland has not been excellent over his vikings tenure easily the third best vikings offensive lineman right now and, you know, the big question, and, I mean, it's going to be a hard pill to swallow, but it's going to be one that we have to talk about. Yes, we have the best receiver in the league. Can we, as a small market team, financially support him while getting other positions that are desperately needed filled? And I think that's going to be – it's that's where we're going to have to kind of pick or choose. It's the lesser of two evils. Do we want to have a premier offense that can, in with only 20 minutes – of time of possession on offense, be able to keep up with arguably the best team in the league, or do we want to try to invest so we don't have to just rely on those players? And, and that's when it comes down to the conversation of like keeping Kirk Cousins around. At this point, nobody's debating how good Kirk Cousins is. We're not, you know, but we're going to have to pay Jefferson. We're paying Hawkinson, which I think those are both, you got to do it. You got to do it with both of those guys. Yeah, you want to lucky Addison's around. a rookie. It's the reason that you keep him around. And, and I love Kirk, you know, but it, it, it's just like what you said. If we can get a rookie quarterback on a cheap contract, then we can go ahead and we can pay some defensive players at least a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. get yeah. a top – if we can even get a top 15 defense, man, imagine where this team can go. Yeah, because Kirk hasn't had a top 20 defense his entire time here. Like, his entire tenure here, we've had a bottom 10 defense, and we're still kind of able to keep up with most of the teams. But, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just absolutely done with this defense at this point. I'm ready for a whole renew look. I don't. I think there's a lot of guys that aren't coming back next year on that defensive end. And, and then the question goes with Daniil Hunter. Yes, he's playing really well. But how long can we front that bill? Right. And it's like, do you trade him now while he's playing well? Say, hey, this guy still has a lot in the tank. And then we have nothing on our defense. Mm-hmm. And where does that leave Jefferson? What does he think of where this team is going? It's like, well, we, there's zero talent on the defense. It's not, there's nothing to build around. JJ, not a fun we're, time we're, to be we're in a pickle. We actually have a contract 
extension on the way to Daniil right now. Just just sign this paper, please. Can you just please sign the paper, JJ? That'd be good. If, if we can lock down Jefferson, I won't be worried about the rest. The rest is going to happen. But it all is just so dependent on being able to lock down Jefferson, in my opinion. Well, this is just really looking too much like early 2000s Vikings. Randy Moss. Well, we, we don't we have all of it yet. But. We got a good QB and Dante Culpepper. It's just... <laughs> I'm my morale, not you know, I like to say morale, and my kind of optimism for this team has never been lower, especially since starting this podcast and speaking kind of almost week to week. Um, this Did is we probably have a season where we started 0 and 5, or was that the season before we started, or 1 and 5? No, we didn't start. We started. Well, no, we started on one year. We started. We did really bad. The first year we did this was the year that we just we like lost like the first two games and then we were just playing catch up to 500 the whole time. Yes. It was rookie Justin Jefferson. Yeah, it was rookie Jefferson year. And then um, last year was great. It was his sophomore year. It was his sophomore. Cause we're in his fourth year, our third season. Oh yes. Yep. But yeah, but no, it was, uh, I don't know. I just don't have faith in this team. The defense can't do anything to support the offense. The offense is good except for the old line. And, I'm right. just, and, you know, and you just hope that the fumbling problem is going to eventually take care of itself. You, I would have thought that it would have taken care of itself earlier, but you know, opening drive against the chargers, TJ Hawkinson we'll gets it punched out. Like we'll yeah. have to just start deflating the footballs. It's I know. What it comes or, to we'll throw for the draft pick. It's fine. How depressing the last loss was. We were literally on goal line and throw an interception. Like, I don't know. I was I wasn't watching it at that point. I was listening to it and Paul Allen, oh my goodness. I've never he like usually when something bad like that happens, like you know how he gets really like, oh my God, like the Viking, blah blah blah. He was just so defeated with it where he was like, That's game. Thanks to the sponsors, blah blah blah. Bye. And you could just tell he's even at the point where it's like, I'm I'm just tired of this. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, how the culture of this team you know, continues to evolve. Yeah, because this was a huge thing last year, you know? Like, where we have a culture of positivity, and it's working. All we have to do is smile and ask each other how our day is. And no, it's okay. It's just change everything. We're going to win. Well, now just we're losing. Just keep posting those videos of the players doing riddles. It's okay. Just, just keep posting um, those. They'll just keep doing the riddles, you know? Now we're losing. How long does this positivity stay around? I will say it looks like Kevin O'Connell still takes accountability for a lot of these things. And he hasn't gotten angry. He hasn't gotten short with people. I don't yeah, know. The worst thing you can do, though, as a coach is sound like a broken record. Yeah, these th- these are going to be things that we'll have to address this week before the next game. Yep. Duh. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like, what do you want him to say? You know, <laughs> he does have a scapegoat card coming saying, hey, my first year, 13 wins. My second year, we get a new defensive coordinator. And I don't want him to do this because I know you really like the guy, but he could throw a lot of it on to the the coordinator of the defense. He could. And and it depends because, I mean, I I guess this is probably a perfect time to start the how hot is the seat. Oh, no. I don't think it's not at all. I saw – I did see – he has the fourth best odds to be fired this year of coaches, but it's not particular. One through three are pretty close, but I, I don't Kevin O'Connell, his his is like way higher. I mean, way like the odds are way lower of him getting fired. I don't think it's going to happen. And no, I'm not saying because the hot seat. I think you guys are thinking 
due to Zimmer that it's the coach on the hot seat. No, it's not. I think Flores is on the hot seat. Even though I, I agree, I think he has a horrible group of players under him, but you're the leader of the defense. You're going to be on the hot seat. Um, so I think he's on there. And then, honestly, Kwesi, he's probably on there too. You did nothing this offseason. Absolutely nothing. Kwesi's not on the hot seat until he drafts a quarterback. These are free years for him. These first two years, they are free money for him. They no, will not right. fire him until he drafts his guy, this... and if he fails, then he's on the hot seat. Nobody fires a GM after two years. No, but the hot seat, you can be on the hot seat for a while. Zimmer was on the hot seat for like three years. But yeah, but he was on the verge of being coach. He should have been fired maybe two or three years earlier. I agree, but what did – like I, I liked what he did the first year. I, there was things that I was not a fan of that I admitted I was wrong, but we've even said it before. What did he do this offseason to dramatically improve this team? It wasn't much, and that's just it. And no, and that's just it. This, and I think that's what's hurting us is the lack of moves we made in the off season, the lack of free agent signings. Like it's just that's what's hurting us. Like it was great that we got right. T. Hawkinson, and but now with him, the Jefferson contract, the Kirk Cousins contract, we just we don't have the resources to build a, a winning football team right now. Like here's the thing, though. You also have to credit him with drafting Jordan Addison and finding Ivan Pace. One of the only positive things I have to say about this season right now is the fact that Jordan Addison was able to transition so smoothly. Mm -hmm. Well, he did, you know, he has been known to do things at a pretty fast rate. Shut up, Kerry. (laughs) (laughs) We're just lucky he plays in Minneapolis and not in St. Paul. (laughs) Um, here's the thing, and we should at some point in these last few minutes here preview the game. Yeah. But I think how, you know, you let go of a ton of people from your 13 and four roster. What do you expect to happen? And I don't think if you asked Quasi right now or even KOC, I think either of them would be willing to admit that they are kind of technically not rebuilding, but they're maybe transitioning into that. You know, we are in Kirk's last year. We need to do something with JJ. Do we do something with Daniil? There's a lot of things up in the air. There's things all over the place. What are we going to do to address that? Who cares? Right now, let's win football games. And I was talking to my dad the other day. I have the kind of JJ mindset right now. I'm not worried at all about anyone's deals. Let's focus on winning games first. Yeah, signing Justin Jefferson to a big contract right now is not going to win us any games. No, not not not, not, not now. In the future, yes, but not right now. So no, not right now. I think, I and think to be right honest, now the focus is to devour and eat at this Panthers team. They are mediocre. They are not that good. They yeah. are. Yeah, they, you're not. This wrong. is a winnable game. It is so so winnable. I'm, yeah, I'm a, yeah, but that's what we said about Tampa. The, like, thing oh, no. of, the thing I'm afraid of with this game is that let's say we do win. What? Then are we just going to believe, oh, are the coaches going to say, oh, you know, you you guys were wrong. You were panicking. No, because they're, they're back on track. Kansas, and you know what? They're going to lose to Kansas City the next week. We are. It we might, have the potential to go 0-5. This might be the – going 0-5 might be the best thing to happen to this team. Don't say that, Mikey. No, because I'm being no, real. Schedule this after forces us, 
Take After a look Kansas in the mirror. City, our schedule is so soft. It's so soft. It's so easy. We play the Bears twice. We've got New Orleans. These are all easy, winnable games. We have the potential to scoop back to nine and eight, and I firmly believe that. Nine and eight is a coin flip chance to get into the playoffs. And if we're not going to make the playoffs anyway, and let's say we do make the playoffs, then are we just going to say, oh, it's all okay. We started off this bad. There was a lot of problems, but guess what? We made the playoffs. No, going 0-5 might be the best thing to happen to this team. Nope, because Kevin O'Connell's confidence to go up. I I want his confidence to keep going up. Yeah, I agree with Kerry. I think going 0-5 – damages the team in many ways one justin jefferson you can go somewhere else for a bigger bag and i think win. we lose cousins first we're not going to lose jefferson this season i think we lose cousins well no, but now, but also, that's what we want but is that what we have to now understand is that what jefferson wants i mean he might just not want to play in minnesota anymore i don't blame him if he wants to leave i i get it um but Owen five i don't like it because one, if we go 0 and 5, the season, I mean, I'm already almost at the point where I think the season's done. That's what I'm saying. Like, I know. Guys, I, no, I'm it. sorry. It's just, I think we're going to, at the point now, I think we'll be lucky to hit 5 and 12. That's where I'm, I, I, and I'm, I'm sorry. I don't believe in this defense. I think we have the worst defense in the entire league. I think we have the absolute worst. We have one good defender. One. I would say watch for Quasey to make a move before the trade deadline to fix this defense. I wouldn't be surprised. He, I agree, but he's I, like gonna, I don't say wait until the trade deadline. I say you do it now. I've liked his in-season moves. I just wish they, you know, so far this year, I wish they would have happened sooner. I wish we would have no. signed Dalton Reisner immediately. Cam Akers, you know, that's we get him for free. I don't really have much of, you know, nothing negative to say about that. Essentially, he, we pay as little as he possible. rushes for more than 300 yards with us anyways. That's My fine. whole problem is, like, rushing, it really shows us how bad we hurted. I mean, it was – I get why we lost Dalvin Cook. I think we would have been a lot better if we were able to keep him one more year. But it, back again, why do we not make moves during the offseason to fill these positions? Why do we just say we're going to pay – like running back, for example, we I have need no, it. We didn't need we it. Who need it? We do need it. I mean, Alexander Madison, he can have good games, but also he can have games where he rushes twelve total yards. But like, uh, does he have a starting center behind him? Well, that, there's a lot of teams that don't have a good center behind him. And that, again, why did we not do anything with the O line this offseason? Why did we just that'd say, be a good one, but not running back? I am not giving up on Madison yet. I think you have a beat up O line for two games out of the first three games. There is nothing that needs to fall on him. We had zero evidence going into the season that we needed a better running back. Well, and I don't regret letting go of Dalvin Cook. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't look at how to look at how he's more performed games. on the Jets. He's done poorly. It's been yeah, very really like games. We're still 0-3 with Dalvin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think – and, I mean, I, I agree. I think we're 0-3 if we still have him. I just think it would have been a little easier to maybe help get some things going. And also, Dalvin just has more experience playing under this bad O-line than Alexander Madison does. Um, but my whole thing is – and, I, I mean, this is where I think right now my biggest problem, I said it during the offseason – I, my, and I, it's not like I want him fired, but it's just with the GM, the lack of moves made in this offseason is starting to reflect in the first few weeks. Not playing players in the preseason 
We can't do that anymore. I'm sorry. We need to start playing some starters in the preseason. It's hard to disagree. But... Nope. I, I, and they were even saying it during the last two games, how these players just, they're having to start up now. And there's something, I mean, preseason, even if it's five snaps, it gets them on there. I'm going to do, do some research. I'm going to look at all of the teams that are um, undefeated right now, and I'm going to find out how much their starters played in the preseason. Yeah, do that for next episode. That will be a good thing to bring up. Um, but Because Mahomes played. I'm pretty sure Tua played. Not yeah. saying it all falls on the quarterback, but just like no, no. there's no. no reason K.J. Osborne had to sit out the entire preseason. There's zero reason at all. Well, Jordan Addison gets one play. The entire yeah, KJ's dropping balls. TJ's dropping balls. Uh, the O line. Like they there's... forgot how to play football, though. Just because no, no, no. But it's season. still getting off that rust. You, the NFL off is longer than a lot of other sports leagues off season. Team it, cohesion. It, team cohesion. And, and exactly getting those group. reps. It's like doing a show, Mikey. It's the more times you get to run it, the better it's going to be. And it's just. I, I and it's it's been a common thing now for the last few years, and it's it's bit us in the butt a few times now. And it's just let's just it doesn't have to be they need to play every game, but let's just get a little reps in there just so they're warmed up for the season. And can we very very quickly because I am running? Yeah, I was going to say let's hop on. Like Austin, you already did your hot take. Can we do hot takes and score predictions yep. at least before we get out of here? Hot let's take. I'll do say it again. I think Adam Thielen, one hundred and fifty receiving yards. Um, I think we're losing this game 24 20. Uh, I'll say Miles Sanders has a Miles Sanders, NFC Offensive Player of the Week. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll still pick the Vikings to win. I'll pick the Vikings 24-21. I was going to say Vikings 24-20. I'm going to do something just crazy. Vikings five sacks. All to Daniel Hunter. I hope so. <laughs> nope, Vikings five sacks. I think for some reason it would be the most Vikings thing ever for us to have a great defensive game. I think yep. we get five sacks and I'll even throw a turnover in there too. Going to make us eat our words about how this is the worst defense. Yeah. Yep. In and then we're going to get blown out by 80 against the chiefs. Yep. My, but you know, the big key to success here, I think the best thing the Vikings need to do from here on out, take as much time as you can on that offensive side of the ball. Just keep that defense off the field. And then just have slow fun. methodical drives, slow methodical drives. Like, and don't, don't let the ball out of your hands, I guess. It's literally all we can do. It's the best thing we got. It's like when you're playing against somebody scaled in Madden, you're just going to run the clock. Just run the clock. You just It's like when you play with five-minute quarters, your whole goal, if you get the ball first, is take up that whole first quarter. And it's basically what we need to do now. It's I don't trust the defense. I don't trust the offensive line. It's just the only thing I trust is our skilled positions. It's the only thing I trust about this team. Well, and they're still this year. Just Byron Murphy looked like them. a liability last week. So, yep. Unfortunately. Wow. Well, I guess we'll see what happens after this game, huh? Yeah. What? What? what was negative Shut down. We're, we're supposed to be young. We're supposed to be, you know, full of optimism and hope. No. 
So where's your guys' Viking O-meter at right now? Mine's yeah, like this is our on. year. No, this is our year O-meter. It's yeah. yeah, I mean it's not even 62. 62. 62. That's pretty high. 62? Um, that's pretty high. That's I like I said, looking at the schedule ahead, I think we go nine and eight. I really hope so. I think it's going to be a very similar season to two years ago where we're just we're always playing to get to 500 and we're going to stay a game or two behind the whole time. So I'll put it this way. When I was in high school, I went through quite a few, you know, quite a few bad cars. Um, one of the worst at its worst was the pink geo tracker. And at its worst, AKA. the Barbie Jeep. Also, AKA the pink beast. What are you what are you getting at? The death trap. Yeah, oh, yeah was... death, of course, yeah. It was. But at its worst, that thing topped out at 16 miles an hour. And that's where I'm putting my this is our Euro meter. It topped out at 16, you said? 16, one six at, at its worst. Oh. I remember taking it into the shop. It wouldn't go faster than 16 miles an hour. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. I'll, yeah, mine's not even turned on. It's There's dust on it from last year. It's like, oh, crap. Yeah, wake up. Yeah. Wake up. All right. Well, that'll do it. Follow us where you want to. I know I'm, I'm sorry to all of our hundreds or thousands, hundreds of thousands of listeners for being so inconsistent this season. Yeah. But we're back, baby. The Vikings are. are. Yeah. But we'll talk to you after the game. We'll see you next time. Hey, Something Mikey. a little positive, please. You know, I was just looking at it. I really like our logo, but you know the eye? Yeah. You should make that where the top and the bottom are end zones. Ooh. And then you can do the stripes going up like the middle. You see what I'm saying? It's sick. We'll we'll take it up with our with our graphic right. designer. Yeah. Your brother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe the like the horns could go on the T. No, never mind. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there, there's things that we could do. Ooh, the horns could go on the T, and the Y could be like a ref. Like, oh, so that is a Y. For some reason, my head no goalpost. Yeah, yeah, it could just be no, but like the actual yellow. We're just straight up goalposts. Yeah. yeah, and then like a little football going like wide left, Blair Walsh. <laughs> mm. 
I don't like that. Uh, we're gonna keep it positive in the afternoon. Yeah, I'm about to go direct pep band for volleyball. Ooh, fun! And then That's tomorrow, fun. directing pep band for football. Um, Cheyenne, they're number four in the state right now. They're sitting at four and one in their division, AAA or whatever. Um, they're four and one. They're going up against the number one five and zero Minot on Ooh. on Friday night at home. So it's gonna be a must win game, and I'll be directing the band through it there we go what's a uh, what's your go-to uh i mean they probably have like a school like a fight song but what's your go-to yeah. like pump up like ooh, up, like, um, they song. do a really really good rendition of um what do they do a good rendition of mustang sally's always a hit um they do uh believe it or not actually goes pretty hard sale nice like, like the sale. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> the percussion adds like the sort of trap beat. And the trumpets are like, it, it goes pretty hard. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. That, yeah. that sounds like fun. On third down, when the other team has the ball on third down and they come out of the huddle, we play a, like, regular, just a note. It's like concert B-flat, the most basic note everyone knows. Super loud and crass and ugly. And then we play the note right underneath it, a half step underneath it. And then we <laughs> jiggle between those two notes, trill between those two notes, just the worst tone. So it's like... Yeah. <laughs> just... just terrible and annoying yeah, rattles the yeah that's good that's i don't know what we're gonna do for volleyball tonight i don't know how to do you ever do like uh like the imperial march or anything no but i i do know i have heard of schools that that do that um one weird thing is we play the other team's song what when they're coming out of the onto the field when the like other that. team's coming out onto the field could like you imagine that. like uh I don't like that at all. The no, like, if the Vikings get a touchdown in Lambo, and like the poor guy, like in charge of the music, music is like, oh god, and he like, let's go Vikings. That's what it is. No, that's that's weird. That's that's different. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, it's nice to have a. It's a little bit of a day off, you know, in between rehearsals and all that stuff. I mean, pretty yeah, much. You guys since... look like the. You guys look like you know when like a president goes in office and they come out and by the end they're like all aged and gray hair. You guys are looking tired. Yeah, it's been a long run. I mean, I've basically been in a show since I don't even know when March. So I haven't stopped. And then once this ends, I got a job at Sartell doing their tech and lights for their shows. So I got to go do that. And then once that ends, then I think American Idiots, the next big musical. What are we going to go on Floor is Lava? That is is the goal. You know, after after my injury, I'm not so sure if that's something that We'll have to sub you out for Matt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe sub me out. Where is Matt right now? Morehead. Are we doing this, really? 
<laughs> hey, I think he's got a laptop and computer carry, and he watches the Vikings every once in a while. Here, hold on. Let me let me look up his address. I'll give it to you. <laughs> we could just sell him in. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll we'll send him a send him an invite. See if he wants to hop on. Yeah. Yeah. No, but uh... maybe next time we. we we need to start having some of our, our loyal fans like Matt. Yeah, a guest or two. Lucas yeah. is a Chicago guy now. Should we have him on for the, the first part oh, of the game? Is he in Chicago now? Yes. When did he move down there? <laughs> You're doing it again. Doing what again? He moved to like the north <laughs> of Chicago. <laughs> it was like the north end. right out. When did he do that? Though? I know he was talking about it. But... This isn't cool. We're doing this without his permission. Talking about Lucas? Talking about his location. I think his lease started September 1st. Do you know the property company that he's leasing through? No. <laughs> uh, I think it's first floor. What, 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 what's he driving? What's the car and vehicle that you make and model? None. He, he left the Buick at home. Oh, the Buick, yeah. And where's home again? <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. It's, good to, it's good to get a laugh. During the after show. Well, like uh, how Mikey's getting so worried about, like, stop seeing our friends' locations. Well, they have some of the two most common male names, Matt and Lucas. Like, <laughs> have fun finding Lucas in Chicago. Have fun finding Matt up north in Moorhead. Like, yeah. No, you're right. That's funny. Doxing our friends. No, we oh, should yeah. have Luke on for Chicago one and, like, quiz him as if he knows the team. Yeah, we should ask, you know, like, ask him about the strengths and the weaknesses and, like, things that we should be looking out for. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good bet. It's good. Really good. Oh, that's funny. Well, well it's probably about that time. Well, I say. right on five. Right on the dot. I suppose. All right. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, again. wait we have to wait at least, like, a minute and 50 seconds, and it'll be a perfect one-hour episode. Why do we oh. have to do that? I don't know. I just... It's like, why do you need to have the TV volume at 15 and not 14? You just do it. You know, that's a good, that's point. A good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. So. How about this? One last question. We're all in fantasy football. What is your best pick you got from the fantasy draft so far? Right now, Cowboys D, but after Trump, yeah, I know it is. Or is ACL. I'm the um, number one and number two defense in the league. Do either of you guys want any of them? For a player? Maybe. I really need a running back. Everyone needs running backs right now. I guess, yeah. Running backs this year. And QBs have been so bad. Joe like, Burrow, number 30 yeah. overall right now. Yeah, I mean, I picked uh, Jalen Hurts pretty early, and he's not been living up to that draft pick. Jared Goff, top 10, uh, riding my bench. One of the leagues, though, I got Keenan Allen relatively late. And he's been – he's a dog, man. Yeah, same. That's how I feel about Jordan Addison. I'm like, 10th pick? Yeah, this is good. Yeah. But I look for C.J. Stroud, I'd say. I just picked him up. He had a really good game last week, and I think he's starting to get confidence. I'd be yeah, – I agree. And he hasn't thrown an interception yet this season. Yeah, and just in general. He's rushing now. They're starting to let him move out of the pocket and kind of do what he wants. He looks pretty good. 15-second warning. Yeah. Also, a lot of rookie QB to Anthony Richardson, he got hurt, but he was doing good before the injury. One thing I'd have to say, 
Skull! Skull! Skull!